Welcome to Broken Tusk Rising, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play in the Galarian campaign setting. We're playing through the quest for the Frozen Flame adventure path. I'm Sean, and I'm playing Andreas Witchborn, the Human Magus. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Zancath, the Halfling Fighter. I'm Jeanette, and I'm playing Jonesy, the Human Cleric. This is Josh, and I'm playing Corgo, the Human Barbarian. Last time on Broken Tusk Rising, the scouts attacked a camp of burning mammoths, interrupting their plans to ambush the following. It was a more difficult battle than expected, but the heroes emerged victorious, with a single burning mammoth hunter as a captive. Now, magically enlarged Corgo looms over the man, barely containing his rage. Rumpy is unconscious on the ground, and Corgo is badly injured. What do you want to do? Who are you asking? Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. At the end of the last episode, Corgo was threatening to eat this man. Like in one gulp, right? Yeah, he, he would fit in so easily now. Oh no, he's like one of those things from that anime. <laughs> that one anime Any with one the really them? big people. Where they eat people. Oh yeah, the Attack on Titan. Yes, thank you. So Andreas is pretty far away because he had to chase that guy. So I, Sure, yeah. So I'm out. Uh, Zankap turns to Corgo and holding on to the arm of this guy and says, Corgo, step back for a minute. Take a breath. It's over now. Okay, how long does the spell last? Is this going to end anytime soon? Or am I, uh, am I... It, it will end when I decide it ends. <laughs> awesome. Why would you ever make it stop? Uh, okay, Corgo's breathing deeply and counting backwards and he's forgetting how to count. And that's how the spell ends. <laughs> because <laughs> he forgot how to count this guy's sort of cowering on the ground he relaxes a little bit as Corgo backs away but he also looks terrified of Zancath what do you want to do Zancath or Jonesy you're welcome to do something well Jonesy's gonna heal Corgo I think he's way more focused on him and Rumpy sure so while Zancath is Watching this guy, I'm just going to go back and forth and do some heals. Okay. Zancath, this guy's looking at Corgo. He's sort of mean mugging you. Like He, look, he looks like he's trying to be tough, but he's also kind of scared. Yeah, he's, he's his weapons are on the ground. He's laying them down. What do you want to do? Zan- he, he's on the ground? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zancath will, for not much purpose, crouch in front of him. Which probably actually puts her below eye level with him on the ground, but, you know, that's what she does. I have no intention of hurting you. I've seen the things that Picano does, and I will not be like he is. I would appreciate it if you would provide us some information. If you do not wish, wish to do that, uh, you may go and you will be unharmed. He looks confused. He looks at you. He looks at Jonesy's going over to the wolf and going over to Corgo. Jonesy, have you made any uh, skill rolls yet to see if you can heal anybody? Yeah, I healed. I'm just trying to stay honest here. I healed Corgo for eight. Mm-hmm. And then Jonesy, I used the staff on. He, or Jonesy, Rumpy. Rumpy will get eight. All right. So Rumpy comes back to consciousness, sort of like a dog after you've taken it to the vet and it's been unconscious for a procedure. <laughs> oh, so dopey. Pretty dopey, sleepy looking, and it, it sort of can't move its head to look straight at you. It's kind of moving its head back and forth, and she whimpers at you. Oh, rumpy. And this hunter, he looks at Zankath and says, I'm, I'm Rizvok. What do you want? I'm Zankath. I, I would appreciate some information about Bacano and his whereabouts, what he has planned. Uh, he's east. That's all I know. Do you know what he's planning to do? We were supposed to report back to him if we spotted the broken tusks. And here you are. How did you get here so fast? We are very speedy. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here for weeks. Well, well, well perhaps. Uh, but here we are. Uh, where were you supposed to meet Picano to the east? Some, somewhere in the mountains. I don't, I, I don't know. It. M- Majoak would have known that. 
And he looks over at the dead reaver, the guy with the big axe. Well, that's unfortunate, but is as it is. Um, Jonesy will walk over. Jonesy, do you have any questions? Yes, you you mentioned that Bocano was expecting us later. Uh, How is he tracking us exactly? The whole following is behind you. And runners are in front of you. And we thought we knew where you were, but it looks like you're faster than we thought. Mm. Well... How do you do that? What is your secret? Um, no secret. We we just are light on our feet. And uh, we don't hold on to resentment. Then the burning mammoths must be right behind you. Uh, no, no, I, I, I believe they are quite far behind us at this moment in time. Well, they will catch up. Uh, Varsa will kill you all. Perhaps. Uh, it's, it's possible, but <laughs> I don't think that that is what will happen. He has a sort of crazed look in his eyes. Uh, how, how have things been here for you? And tell me about your last week. There's plenty of game, fish, open skies. It's... A paradise here. It is lovely. We will uh, burn it all. <laughs> what? Uh, mm, okay. Well, that took a turn. Uh, why? Why will you burn it all? It is lovely. Why do you wish to burn it all? Avarsa leads. Avarsa commands. The weak will be purged by fire. Okay, but why do you want to burn it all? You'll all be enslaved like the foreign sorceress. No, 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 we're missing the question, we're missing the question here. What is it that you want out of burning everything? The favor of the lady. And what will that gain you? The favor of the lady. And what, what benefit will that give you? Power. What kind of power? This is like talking to a child who won't stop asking why. (laughs) I'm trying to understand you. <laughs> I think Andreas makes it back this at this point. point. Andre- Andreas walks up. <laughs> Andreas, we're doing just fine without you. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, but I heard something about a foreign sorceress. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. Yeah, you seem to be under the illusion that for some reason you would be getting power out of any other situation. Why wouldn't I? Have you not just proven in spades that you are one of the weak ones falling to us? But she says you'll let me go. Uh-huh. Proving that you couldn't even escape of your own accord. Thus, you are even weaker than you suspected. They don't have to know that. Oh, as if we wouldn't tell them. <laughs> How would you tell them? When we go fight them. You are going to fight them, but you're running away from them. Ah, uh, we go to stand toe-to-toe with Picano first. I'm so confused. <laughs> Another sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> He tests standing up to see what you'll do. Uh, Andreas pokes him in the chest so that he sits back down. <laughs> okay, he sits back down. Now, I'm sure that the the young lady here told you that uh, you could leave of your own volition, but of course, I was standing way over there at the time, and I didn't hear it. He looks at Zankath, and he looks back at the dead reaver on the ground with his giant axe. Now, that guy was apparently quite strong, but uh, he seems to have fallen. You thought you were strong, but you are weak. If you go back to Avasa now, what is she likely to do to you? Uh, I I would go to Picano first. (laughs) A report. And he would treat you kinder? He would reward me for reporting on your location. Before he executes you for being weak? No, he would reward me. Well, we did just run into one of your companions who was burned and left at a stake. Rock, I can't remember. Rock? I imagine he'd do the same. No. No, he wouldn't. I am doing what I was told to do. Only those who refuse to follow the, the, the ladies or Picano's commands, they are punished. I've done everything I was asked to do. Is falling in battle something you were asked to do? If necessary, certainly. But you did not fall. Your allies fell, and you wandered back home... Hello. All by yourself. Somebody make a check of some kind. You can make a diplomacy check if you're trying to persuade him of something. You can make an intimidation check if you're trying to frighten him. I feel like we're mostly doing diplomacy. Yeah, I do too. Well, I think maybe Zankath or Andreas should make that check. I yeah. could, I'll aid. But okay. I should not roll. be the primary roller. Well, I don't know that I should either, but that's <laughs> not because of my plus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh, no. I did Uh-oh. terrible. Uh, that's a six. Does that count I'm as a crit I'm just using circular logic yes. on him, and it's just not working. <laughs> He's too confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a critical fail, so that's yeah. going to be a minus, minus one. one. Oh, no, wait, can I counteract that by also trying to roll an aid? I think only one person can aid. Oh, dang. Here we go. Hey, that's oh. an 18. Not bad. He looks back and forth to all of you, and he is not quite persuaded, but he says, What would you have me do? You're doomed anyways. So tell us the best you can, what you know of Picano's whereabouts, of Arsa's plans, and who this foreign sorceress you've enslaved is, and we'll let you live. To live in this paradise where there's plenty of fish and game to hunt and freedom to be had. All right, he um, he looks back and forth, Zankath and Corgo and Andreas. I already told them almost everything I know. Picano is somewhere to the east, in the mountains. He thinks that you're trying to sneak through somehow. The mammoths we thought were close behind you, but you're farther ahead than you were supposed to be. I didn't ex- we we didn't expect you here. We were we thought we had days to set traps. Is there anybody else ahead of you? Yes, Picano and and his his all his scouts. How many scouts does he have with him? I I don't know. It depends on where they're scattered around. There there could be five, there could be 30. And what about Avarsa? What what about her? Where is she? She is with the the following. She was I, I don't know. She moves in, in ways I can't understand. Does she move in mysterious ways? <laughs> That's, That's a good way to put it. <laughs> like a god of some kind. And the foreign sorceress. You said you've enslaved someone. There, there was a, a foreign sorceress that, w- that was uh, discovered by some of our scouts. And uh, when last I heard, she had been forced into service. You have no more details about this. I have heard that she groveled for her life. Did she happen to have very long legs? I I did not see her, but I think someone mentioned that. Perhaps crossbow legs. Perhaps what? Crossbow legs. (laughs) 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 Prendergast, we will meet again. What do you guys think? uh, We should probably have a discussion. Uh, Sidebar? Yes, perhaps uh, Angara could watch him for a second. Okay, Rangara sits and doesn't understand your instructions, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> Jonesy was looking at Corgo and hopes that Corgo would maybe... I don't know. I basically just want to walk away from this dude so we can discuss yeah. what to do. Okay, so we step to the side. Okay. So uh, we kind of have uh, part two of our previous... Uh, uh, I don't know. We we basically we're almost disagreeing about what to do with the last captive that we got. Goro, do you feel like uh, you're comfortable letting this one free as well? Yeah, that's fine. Any uh, other objections? No, but he most likely will go back to Bacano. Most likely, but perhaps we've changed his mind somewhat. Yes, perhaps we've frightened him out of it, and perhaps even if he does go to Bacano, maybe we just spread a little bit of fear. Uh, and how easily we were able to handle them. Maybe it's a good idea to tell him, kind of, I don't know how to phrase this, um, but maybe we give him, like, false information, but make it sound like it's real information, so that kind of get him off track even further. Lie about where the following's going or something yeah, like that? something like that. You could let him overhear. I'm huge now. This is normal for me. <laughs> always like this. It's always like this. Uh, we could tell him that uh, the mammoths and our army of giants uh, are off uh, along a different track. Perhaps like, I don't know, I can't remember if we're, I think we're north. We went north through that forest around the mountains, right? Right. Yeah. So perhaps we're telling them that the mammoths are, are, are following us to the south of that mountain range. We let him overhear it. Oh, we're going to have to go over to the... So to the south, and he just happens to hear us talk about it. Okay, so you're going to try to mislead him into thinking that you're going south? Who's a good deceiver? <laughs> Me. Yes, St. Kath. The criminal. But you don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but we do. She picked that lock. Exactly. 
so well did I pick that lock. <laughs> Zaykath will say, not loud, like, it's not, like, shouting, but loud enough to be overheard if you're listening carefully. And says, so we just want to make sure that he doesn't go south. We don't want him interfering with the following, right? Yes. That sounds good. <laughs> go, go, you're so big now. <laughs> Thank you. Pats him on the arm. <laughs> Zanketh, what'd you roll? I haven't yet. 18. Oh, doing great. Okay. Uh, so you roll an 18. You're not sure if he looks persuaded or not, or even if he's paying attention. He seems pretty nervous about this saber-toothed cat. He also seems pretty nervous about the dire wolf who is growling and sneaking up a little closer behind him, <laughs> looking pretty unhappy. Sankath walks back over to him, pats Rumpy uh, on the side as she passes, and says, All right, you're free to go. I trust that you will find a lovely place to stay and hunt. Really? Yes. Can I take my sling with me? Sure. When I hold it like this, it looks like I'm running with scissors, doesn't it? <laughs> really does. I mean, yes, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise you to do that. But yes, it does very much so. It's pretty weird. It is weird. It's not an illusion. <laughs> and, uh, and don't forget to leave any uh, matches or flints that you happen to have on you. Oh, you want my tender twigs? Yes. Oh, okay. He takes out some matches, sets them down. Hero point. <laughs> He's got a zippo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does actually have three tinder twigs. Nice. And wait, I have this note here to give to Upacano. But uh, you cannot open it. I have sealed it with magic. And if you do open it, Serenay will be very angry. You want me to run a note to Pacano? Yes. Only if you're choosing to go to Pacano. If you're not, just hold on to it. Yes, I do. Uh, well, okay. He tucks it into his skins somewhere. All right, I'm going northwest then. Going that way. He points to the northwest. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. That seems like an excellent idea. <laughs> he backs away. Going. Okay. You're not gonna shoot me in the back or anything? Nope, not Look, even I'm a little bit. I'm busy looting all of your friends' dead bodies. Can you just scurry <laughs> off? <or laughs> okay, just... I'm gonna go even faster now. Good I'm gonna call. Like, all right. He turns around and just starts running. Be the best if he like just looks back every so often. And we're still just like waving. <laughs> <laughs> just just as he makes his way around a ridge and disappears out of view, Cargo returns to normal size. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I want to check check uh, all these bodies. Okay. Uh, let's see what all they have. So there's one dead hunter. He has another three tinder twigs. He has a sling, leather armor, rope, a spear. Uh, any money? Nope, no money. And then there's the reaver, the big guy. And he's got a battle axe, a javelin, and a tallow bomb. Nice. Is this a lesser one? I assume it's a lesser. It doesn't say, but I assume it's a lesser tallow bomb. I have one already. Okay. Just take another one then. Okay. That's it. Oh, and a chain shirt too. And is any of this magical? No. There's the guy that Corgo slammed and he went flying across the camp and landed in the <laughs> in the lake. <laughs> and he has a club, padded armor, and three torches. Which oh, are pretty man, wet now. You will never have anything. No. Yep, and that's it. All right. That's all you find. And you as you search the camp area. You find some furs from some animals they killed and skinned. You find that they started to build some traps of some kind. They have a couple barrels with uh, some dried fruit in them. And uh, they've got some bundles of sticks they were carrying to make firewood. But that's it. Well, we'll take some of these supplies back to the following, perhaps. But it looks like, uh, at best, we have uh, routed a few scouts. Yes, that's, uh, I think that's maybe the best we can hope for at this moment in time. How's everyone feeling? Is it uh, time for a bit of a nap? We need to make sure that Rumpy's up to snuff and ready to go before we are out, head out again in the morning. How much did you heal Rumpy for? Eight? Was that what you said? 
I think he was eight. I'm really bad at yep. remembering if I'm supposed to be I adding. I think you're right. I vaguely recall this? an eight being said. You're adding at least plus one from your staff anytime you heal somebody with magic. Right. But I think even when I heal from just basic heal spells, I should be adding a plus something to it. But I can never remember. If you're doing a one action, it's just your D10s. Yeah. If you're doing a two action, it's your D10s plus an eight. Okay. Nope. They're all just one action. So yeah, eight and eight for both, I think. Okay. Well, nine and nine. Oh yeah, nine. Because of the staff. Oh, right. Well, Rumpy feels a little better, but is obviously still wounded. You could take over this camp for the day if you want. You were in the middle of your reconnoiter action. You're like, we did a pretty good reconnoiter. Indeed, that worked out pretty well. Rest for the day? Yep, you can rest for the day. I'll pull up the overland map, the exploration map, and that is the ninth. So that's the end of that day. Do you want to do any other healing, spend any more spells, anything else you want to do? Uh, mm. Nope, not for me. I want to train Greta how to do a thing. I think we trained her how to trample. Did you? We trained her to do one of these. Okay. I can't remember which one. So we'll train her to do another one. Let's see how it roll first. There we go. 23. 23. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So you succeed. What is it that you're teaching your moose to do? On command, I presume. One of, so I can't remember which I trained them to do. So one of trample or thundering charge, because one of the two we trained them to do. I don't remember the charge. I I don't remember the charge. Trample sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, thundering charge. So thundering charge means the moose strides twice and then makes an antler strike. A medium or smaller creature damaged by this attack must uh, succeed at a DC 18 fortitude save or be stunned one. Cool. So you've got a couple moves you can command the moose to make now. Anything else you want to do before this day ends? No. Okay. No other healing or anything. All right. So. <laughs> oh, no. The guy's like, kill me. <laughs> kill me all over. <laughs> Your wolf has nine hit points. I'm thinking basically I'll just do medicine checks. Okay. For the rest of the day to heal everybody up. Um, I can roll those, I suppose. GM's war- warning me several times to heal, so yeah. <laughs> better do it. I thought we were just going to hand wave all that stuff, but okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it, yeah, are there consequences if you critically by. fail or anything? There, there are, yeah. Yeah. But I've got a plus it, it, 10 now, so I don't know if I can critically fail. Yeah, uh, I guess you can't. Yeah. Well, I'm a natural. Oh, no, you natural could. I mean, natural. Five. Okay. You can roll a five. Okay. You can roll a one. All right. Okay, 20, 19. Okay. And 27. Oh, you're still frightened. All don't right. Be, Jonesy, don't be scared anymore. That guy's I'm dead. I'm so terrified. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't, want, I don't know if Bacana's going to like the note or not. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, hold on. I think I missed what the note nope. said. What did the... You did not miss it. Is it just like a, do you like me, yes or no box? <laughs> or was, what, what the, yes. What, what did the note say? I'm so curious. I said, who would you rather hang out with for the day? Me, Andreas, Corgo, Zankath, the Moose, Grumpy, <laughs> the three giant friends that we have. The 15 mammoths, or the 55 people in the following, or the other people that we met at that camp, and I just put, lady with long legs. (laughs) And then I just made up a bunch of people, and I put little checkboxes next to them all. And I said, please return at your earliest convenience. (laughs) Did it say select all that apply, or did you just use one? I forgot that one. <laughs> With those checks, you should be able to heal everybody up to full. In fact, one of those is even a critical success. See? Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I was only down three hit points, so thank you. I wasn't injured at all. Yeah, but Corgo and the and the uh, wolf were quite injured. Couldn't kill hitting anything myself, but no damage. Good on you. Okay. So on the 10th, where do you want to go? The burning mammoths. Move. Where are they? We don't know. We can't see them anymore. We can't see them anymore because there's stuff in the way. I see them. Okay. I panicked because I couldn't see them, (laughs) but now I can see them. (laughs) Adventure's over. Burning (laughs) mammoths are gone. (laughs) (laughs) We did it, you guys. Where do you want to go? Do you guys want to do the lake or the I was going to say, I feel like the lake seems like a, you know, interesting choice. Yeah. Everybody gets a bath. Right. And we did ford the river already. 
Yes. That's true. We are yeah. on that north shore. So let's, yeah, let's wrap around that north shore of the lake. Yeah. Okay. So you're going northeast or are you saying you're going southeast to the actual lake? Southeast, southeast to the actual lake. Yeah. To the actual lake. Okay. All right. So you and the following head southeast to the lake and you are pretty sure that you're far ahead of the burning mammoths. So the following takes this opportunity to bathe and clean the mammals clean all their supplies and equipment that need to be cleaned, refill all their water containers. It's kind of a, a break for everybody. Uh, is there anything special you want to do here? Uh, Jonesy would like to do the butterfly across the lake at least twice. Uh-huh. Of course. Uh-huh. Like of the course. butterfly swim. <laughs> what a weird way to swim. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's old school. Why would you think to do it like that? He's actually just paying his respects to Desna. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no. <laughs> That's just what Andreas thinks. <laughs> Andreas will Andreas will take this opportunity to clean his armor. It's probably full of, you know, road dust and sweat and gore and whatever else. And he as he's as he's cleaning it, he's really looking at it and noticing how much the like paint job has started to wear away. Yeah, it was once painted brilliantly with the, the colors of Mendev that he fought for in the Crusades, and, and it's been years, so now it's all tarnished and kind of peeling off, and uh, various, you know, blows of weapons have stripped off the, the purples and reds and blues, and so he's kind of looking at it kind of uh, wistfully and remorsefully over the years that have passed. Hmm. As you're cleaning it up, Emic spots you cleaning up that armor, and she says, hey, How's it going? Your armor is all dirty and stuff. Yes, it's seen many miles, Emic. Yeah, you know, sometimes when the mammoths get dirty and we wash them, and sometimes they don't like how clean they are, and they want to roll and stuff and give themselves some new dirt and make themselves dirty in a new and different way. Maybe you should think about that. Wow. (laughs) It's like you've encapsulated my entire life into a metaphor about mammoths. Okay. And and he's and he just like <laughs> stares off over the over the lake, and he's like, "It's just a circle of violence." <laughs> <laughs> he's just stunned. Okay, I'm gonna go find Brom and maybe kick him. Bye. No, don't don't like that. <laughs> then he's gonna kick me. It'll be fun. Oh. Bye. <laughs> okay. That was, that was really deep. She's like the deepest character in the campaign right now. Andrea spends the rest of the day just that really dumbfounded. <laughs> I just, I just seek it out wherever I go. He just goes like Jim Carrey, number twenty-two, crazy, drawing like circles <laughs> everywhere in the ground. Man is right. rolling. See it everywhere. Later. uh Brom and Emic are chasing each other around the edge of the lake, trying to kick each other. Yeah. They run by you. Another example of the circle. Yes. It never ends. <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. Violence. <laughs> Anybody else doing anything? Uh, Zankath bathes real well, lets her hair down and puts it back up almost immediately to wash it and then puts it back up. And uh, remind me what the... What Whippa... Because Whippa, there's more to her name now that she's had Whippa-toa. cancer. Whippa Whippakoa. And uh, Zankath goes and checks on Whippakoa and the kids. Yeah, so Whippakoa has her three kids. Uh, when you find her, she's got some of the older children handling one of the kids while she juggles the other one. Well, not literally juggles, but she's, you know, <laughs> handling the, the other two. And uh, she seems to be doing pretty well. She's perked up. She's not as exhausted as she was before. And her tent that she's rebuilt as, as they stop for the night that she's reassembled it is uh, in good condition a little bit less messy maybe than the last time you saw it uh, and she's glad to see you she says Zankath oh um, I'm, it is so good to see you I'm surrounded by children all the time and some of them are helpful but <laughs> it it is it is nice to talk to someone else please tell me something about something that does not involve children <laughs> Zankath takes one of the two kids from her and then tells her stories from their scouting. Like, just okay. something that's not babies and kids. Right. Well, she is eager to hear your stories. 
Uh, is anybody doing anything else? What's Corgo doing? Corgo sees everyone like bathing and washing stuff, and he laughs. And then he <laughs> goes and does some like hand fishing with Frangara. And then, since the following's not far behind, he goes and has like a little family picnic. And on his way there, he's like, he wants to invite Zanketh, but he can't find her because she's off telling stories. He's like, well, I wanted Zanks to come. All right. Brom says, it's okay, Daddy. She's my size. <laughs> so just, you can pretend I'm her. <laughs> oh, okay. That's weird. You're a weird, kid. All right. Hope you like fish. I was kicking Emic earlier. It was fun. Oh, who won? She did. Oh, wow. She's a little older than you. You'll get it. Okay. I'm Zancath. <laughs> he holds up an imaginary bow. Pretends to shoot you. Oh, you got me. Yeah, Corgo does the whole thing. He falls yeah, he... over dead like he's a cartoon character. As you're on your picnic, you see walking toward you is Argakoa, the song singer. And she quietly observes your picnic. And Brahm and Ankakoa look at you and look at her. And she just stands there looking at you. And she says... Quietly, he watches the skies, keeping an eye on the heavens. Be prepared. And then she walks away. The heck was that? <laughs> Rom says, you want me to kick her? I could do it, Daddy. Mm, can you? I don't know. No, no, leave her alone. That was weird. You called that a rap. Anka, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the heck that meant? She shakes her head. No, dear. I have no idea. Thanks. Do you know what that meant? Brom looks around for a moment. <laughs> he goes, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm Zancast, so I'm smart. <laughs> so what does it mean? <laughs> oh, um, I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, typical Zanks. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh. Is is that like a, I don't know, I honestly have no clue what they were talking about. Is that or like a religion or an, a nature area um, or like you know? Hold on, make a herding a, lore. Make a nature check. Oh, okay, I can do that. Twenty eight. Wow. Twenty eight. There is some kind of celestial event coming up, and she's trying to tell you to pay attention. Okay, Corgo <laughs> eventually figures it out. Yeah. What does that mean still? It's been a long time since she went over any celestial events with you, but uh, you think that there's a, a, a night that has something to do with the stars being really clear. You're pretty sure that if you see it, you'll remember. Cool. I'll know it when I see it. It's Corvo's attitude about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was there anybody else doing anything? Is is Did we do Jonesy? Uh, Jonesy went for a swim. Oh right, and right, right. Okay. After I think he's he's kind of been missing the city a little bit, so he's probably just gonna spend some time reading some books about cities and stuff. Books he brought, obviously. Of course. The next day, the eleventh, you reconnoiter the area. It appears to be safe. And on the twelfth, where do you want to go? Uh, well, we have to go either north or along the north of this lake. I'm assuming, right? So that yeah, that seems natural. So northeast around. Yep. Or down. Like northeast? Yeah. Northeast, northeast yeah. Okay, so you follow the shoreline. You're still on the north side of the lake, and you enter more plains adjacent to the the uh, lake here. And let's see, that is the 12th. we got to mess up mess up the tracks. Andreas, do the tracks oh, thing. Yeah, oh, tracks. yeah, you want to do the uh, the athletics check to cover to your tracks? To the mammoths, to attach branches to them so that they sweep up their own tracks as we go. Exactly. That's a 16... That does not succeed, I'm afraid. I want to help. Oh. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, plus two. Wow, you have a plus 13? When uh, he's yeah, when I'm helping. Wow. Because I'm, I'm helpful. Mm-hmm. So that makes my roll an 18. 18, which is a success. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, make it seem like we went right into the lake. It'll be cool. <laughs> like, like someone parted the sea or something. I don't know if I could do it any other way. <laughs> like a big mat of moss out into the lake so it looks like a mammoth is floating and drowned out there <gasps> it's genius 
So that day is the 12th. You travel into that hex to the north side, north edge of that lake. And again, the following continues as just whenever they get a chance, bathe, refill supplies, keep them full for whatever treks ahead because you don't know how long it's going to be before you hit another fresh water supply like this. Where do you want to go next? So the 12th, you travel to that hex. The 13th, you reconnoiter it. Where do you want to go after that? I'm kind of tempted, and I don't I don't want to be steering the boat all the time, but I'm kind of tempted to uh, ford the river and go up into these hills to the southeast because we're getting pretty close to Lost Mammoth Valley by my measurements. We're like five actions away. There's some that's just river in that hex. Yeah, you, you could do that. You could ford the river there if you want to. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we're like, yeah, five moves away, basically, from... I mean, assuming we don't run into stuff. Oh, well, yeah. There's probably, like, a big mountain range. You have to go all the way around it. <laughs> probably. So do you want to... So in the hex that you're in right now, do you want to use the ford the river action? What was that uh, survival again, or what was it? Stealth. That one was nature, survival, or river lore. Oh, yes. Nature, I think, or survival. One of you guys are good at that thing. I've got a plus hey, Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty good. Just either Corgo or Jonesy. Am I help? I'm helping Jonesy with the survival. If you want, yeah, of course. Plus one. Nice. All right, plus one for Jonesy. Twenty. All right, a twenty is a success on Ford River. On a success, the Burning Mammoths waste two days at this hex. So, let me make another copy of waste two days here. <laughs> You guys are effectively making their every movement take five days or more at this point. So you have really slowed them down. Sucks to be the antagonists. <laughs> I was just going to say sucks to be them, but yeah, that too. Wait, who? if they're not the antagonists, then who is? Is it us? Are we? <laughs> no, we're the, we're the bad guys. <laughs> I was running a separate campaign I didn't tell you about where... <gasps> You're the bad guys. That would be so much work, but pretty fun. Oh, no. And Fran is going to defeat us. <gasps> Not Fran. <laughs> We're doomed. So you travel into this next hex. So you get to choose which hex you're moving into. Do you want to move into the hills to the south or the plains to the southeast? Uh, I, was, I, was, I was aiming like here. So you go southeast into the plains and you can see around you, you've got river to the north and northeast hills to the southwest and south and uh, northeast. There's a forest to your southeast, and there's cold air coming down from the mountains farther to the east, off the out of your view on this map, but you know there are mountains to the east. And then there are more plains directly to your south. You went into that hex on the 12th, and the 13th you reconnoitered. On the 14th, you travel into the plains southeast of the lake, and on the 15th you'll reconnoiter it but that evening, on the 14th, you reach that hex, that those plains next to the lake. You settle down after another day of travel. At this point, this whole area has become familiar to you. There are mountains far to the north. There's a cold lake nearby. The flat grassland between the mountains and the lake. And that night, you've all made camp, and you know you have a day of reconnoiter ahead of you. You've prepared and eaten dinner. I assume you keep someone on watch at all times, so you see the figure approaching your campfire from the direction of the following. It's Argokoa again, the song singer, scald, and mammoth lord, and she walks straight up to Corgo, and then looks up at the sky, and then back to Corgo, expectantly. Tonight's the night, huh? Patiently she waited, hoping for realization to come. So make another nature check as you look at the skies. Not a song singer. Hate riddles. 26 in nature. <laughs> and Andreas, are you watching as well? Oh, man, am I looking at the stars? Is that a real question? Yeah. <laughs> make a, make an occultism check. You got it. No, this is real. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, oh, my Desna. Look what's happening above us. 12. Oh. Eh, nothing special to you. Still beautiful. But Corgo, you know that this is the night of clarity. And on this night, which happens once each spring, the stars shine bright here in the realm of the Mammoth Lords. And tribe members who sing a song or share a story gain special insight and become closer with the other followers. And Argokoa sits down, cross-legged, by the campfire and says, 
Quietly by tents and mammoths, the others share their stories. Separate, you camp here at the vanguard. Together, we will be one. And then she looks around at all of you expectantly. Corgo's still standing. She looks at the ground next to her. Uh, so, Andreas, uh, this is going to freak you out, but apparently astrology's real. I've <laughs> <laughs> been telling you this for so long, like weeks. Andreas happily sits down next to Argakoa. So, like, what kind of stars are we looking at? She doesn't answer that and instead says, Eagerly, she starts her story, going back through the years. Young, foolish, but full of hope, she met the outsider elf. Outcast, but full of love, she fled her parents and Helrin with him. Desperate, they came to the following in the wild. Kindly, the old man took them in. Slowly, she learned the art of telling. Though even in the long hair years, it is not mastered. And I guess I'll add, Corgo, you've heard things about Argakoa, right? You've heard that she wasn't always part of the following, that she and Letsua met somewhere else and then fled that place and joined the following. And she may have given you more detail just then than you'd ever heard before. Mm, yeah, sure. Still really cryptic and weird, though. <laughs> I should have heeded her warning and thought of a story earlier. And she looks at Jonesy. I yes, I suppose I could share. Um, many many years ago, um, I was once. Well, actually, do we have to talk in in third person? Is it all right if I? She just shrugs. Okay, you're right. She's quite weird. Anyways, I was a young rogue way back when. Um, I was an elite. I was part of an elite assassin group uh, sent out to deal with some demons that uh, had recently broken out and I was uh, quite young and I thought I knew the best and I unfortunately uh, didn't quite pay attention to my surroundings and uh, led my my team into a booby trap we were surrounded by demons I, I watched as my fellow rogues fell one by one completely outnumbered by, by I don't even know how many demons they were erupting out of the ground and the sky was turning red and I knew for certain that this was it but then suddenly I I saw a beam of light start to form around me and within seconds it erupted and burst into the sky and shot out to the heavens, to the stars I don't even know and that's when I I looked up and were coming from just behind a hill. There was a man on top of a great steed and an army surrounded beside him. And he, he looked down at me and I looked up at him and from that moment on I, I knew this was the person I was meant to protect and be with. And that man was Andreas. And he rode down and he fought the demons, and that beam of light protected me until I could get back up on my feet and, and fight with him. I I lost my, my party that day, and I was gravely injured and never able to resume my previous activities, but I I turned to Serenray that day, and since then I've been alongside Andreas and followed him wherever he went, and... I am forever grateful for him. She smiles and she pats Jonesy on the knee. And is anybody else willing to tell a story? You tell it much better and much less ambiguously than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at Andreas. Hmm. Uh, many years ago, I uh, traveled far and wide. I was seeking lands that were different from my own. More free, less cold, more welcoming been to many places but in one of them I found a woman much like you Agakoa found your man she was a caretaker of sorts always going out of her way to make sure that the town that she lived in was well tended well taken care of I loved her deeply but I was I was flaky and when a situation arose that would tie me to uh, the town. I left. I fled. I went back to my warrior ways. 
something that I deeply regret. My son is out there somewhere still. I don't even know if he knows me. Hmm. She looks a little uh, surprised by your story, like she wasn't expecting to hear that. And she nods at you. And then she looks at Corgo. Oh, my turn? Sure. <laughs> okay. It, I guess it. I guess it's better if it's about us, huh? All right. <clears throat> ah, okay. You were born under the baking sun of summers long forgotten. The givers of your life live on in your dreams and walk the lands of Phrasma. Many years later, after many harsh winters, it's time for another life. Your partner's in a fight harder than any you've ever heard. Their battle cries echo through the night. And just before dawn, the battle was won and they handed you the spoils of victory wrapped in hides. And you named that prize Brahm for the time just before dawn. And he gave your life purpose again for the second time. What? You did not just make that up. Yeah, and I did it in second person too. I thought that would be really clever because you guys did it in first <laughs> and third. That's nice. She uh, she nods approvingly at you and <sighs> pats you on the shoulder and then looks at Zankath. A long way from here, forced to flee from the city that she grew up in, knew and loved. A young girl fled into the wilderness, ill-equipped and ill-prepared for what she found. She braved animals and hunters and wilderness that she did not know. But one day she found a group who welcomed her and created a new family for the one that she had lost. Okay, she nods at you. Each one of you gets a hero point that will roll over to the next session. Yay. Ooh. Nice. So keep that in mind. Argakoa stays up late into the night sharing more of her somewhat cryptic stories without any signs of growing weary. And she eventually begins chanting an old Tusk song praising Sister Cinder. Does anyone want to stay up with her or do you all want to go to bed? Jonesy would stay up. Definitely. Yeah. Corgo's trying, but he's fading fast. His bedtime's <laughs> early. <laughs> All right, so Corgo maybe goes to sleep, but Andreas and Jonesy are staying up? Yep. Yep. So Zankath. Zankath too. Okay. You are all fatigued the next day, but you all have, if you want, access to a new feat called Spirit Speaker. Mm, cool. And in the morning, Argakoa gets up, just abruptly ends her chant, gets up, pats Rumpy on the head, and then walks back to camp. And we'll talk about what Spirit Speaker is and what you're going to do next in two weeks. What? Way to go, drama kids. Thanks for listening to Broken Tusk Rising. You can help the podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The House of Bob, or by chatting with us on Discord. And most of all, by supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the house of Bob. This show is possible due to all of our patrons who get special zines, one shots, commentary, and currently patrons at the $10 level get a mega dungeon level each month based on the tarot. Art for this campaign is by Sean Makes and art for social media is by Jeanette. Audio production and music is by Mike Hammock. Thanks again for listening and roll on. There's a child oh. in your room, Josh. With a very <gasps> shocked look on her face. Was like genuine surprise. <laughs> she like, was like, what? Oh, oh, like, wow. I'm sneaking in. He doesn't know I'm here. Ask her if she wants to kick. <laughs> <clears throat> I, she wasn't ready for uh, prime time to be recorded. Yeah. That's fair. There was, there was a clothing situation. <laughs> oh, it was okay. not appropriate. I like like that she did, therefore, just look shocked and didn't, like, scoot out of camp. <laughs> She's still talking to me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you guys missed it. She ran in here and did, like, a dance. I think, I don't know what it was. I didn't recognize the song. So she really needed to do that. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Andreas uh, is nod- nodding along to her story. Yes, yes. Just good. Many years ago, he was fighting in a war that was not his. He was alone, though he was surrounded by hundreds. Great 
enemy rose up, setting fire to cities, towns, innocent people. He was not able to help. He was trapped within a circle of flame. Another came and helped him, and they've been together ever since. Jonesy uh, leans to Andreas. And did you just did you steal my story? <laughs> <laughs> As she looks at Jonesy. Well, but he just he took my story. That's the exact story I was going to tell. <laughs> I was even thinking about how I would say it, and that's basically it. I got confused. I didn't mean to steal your story. I can tell you my story. My, well, it's my turn now. <laughs> Actually, totally confused our backstory. You did. You took my story. Oh, no. <laughs> Do we finger snap? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, many years ago. Oh, oh. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was uh, um, going to ask a question about the finger snapping and why anybody does it. <laughs> is it Do less harsh than hand clapping? I think it's less harsh, I yes, think. But it's, I guess, considered less disruptive than clapping. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Okay. I get it now. Sounds like an American thing. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It, it, I think it's an American university thing. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's even a younger person thing Over than here, that. Over here in my university, we used to slap our neck as a way of clapping. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Never heard of I'm that. Totally kidding. Nope. <laughs> well, you're messing. All right, good. I feel better about that one. Canadians are weird. But that's weird. <laughs> I'm always asleep when they're handing out the feet. What's going on? They smell funny, anyways. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all clean. They went by the. Uh, they would just. These are freshly cleaned feet from the lake. <laughs> that's yeah. right. We are fre- freshly clean. Great stories, everybody. I'm going to listen to them later because I was busy writing up my. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I stole uh, your genetic. I feel bad. You did tell it better, though. That's what happens when you make your backstories together. You mix it, it yeah. all up. I have the story written down somewhere. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, I know I messed it up, but like, I did write it down at some point, like way early on. <laughs>